0: What's up, Rodney? We back for another episode of Ready, Set, Go in the Building. You know my boy right now, Ry. Rod. Green.
1: Yo, what's Ry up? Rodney
0: Green in the building. Hey, boy, Rodney, look at you, man. What's going on, bro? You look like Maybe. you, you, look like you about, to, about to sit down for a deposition right now. You
1: like you. What's wrong, Maybe. bro? You good? Maybe not a deposition, but, uh, man, I've been sipping on this, uh, this crown. Shout out to crown, man. Crown Royal, you know what I mean? Hey, my, my niece sent me this expensive behind bottle uh of Crown Royal Monarch, man. It tastes real good, man. Crown my Royal little, Monarch. Yeah, 75 years. What's it what what do you mean expensive?
0: Like what $170 dollars? No, what are we talking man, about?
1: man, the cheap, the cheat like I was sipping on it right. And I thought I thought it was like a like it was like $30 bottle of Crown, you know, a little low end. And I was like, man, this tastes kind of different. Tastes real super smooth. Man, I looked this thing up, this thing like $328. Oh, bottle. oh hold on. This <laughs> one right here. Give me some <laughs>
0: Save me some now. Hold on now. Don't play with me now.
1: <laughs> I immediately stopped drinking that thing and moved it to another cabinet. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta say this." Oh, one. that's why you. That's why you on chill mode. Yeah, I'm on chill. mode. Why you look like man. you just vibing yeah, right now, dog? Yeah, man. Play, play, play me some old Doctor Dre, man. I'm chilling. La da 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 da. Yeah, you that's know, what you know it. You know it. I have me a little bit of la da da da.
0: Let's yeah. get into it though, man. What was your take on it? You had a dog in the fight too, you know what I'm saying? So you was you was kind of sit on the edge of your chair. I know you was watching. Like what's was, up? What's man. up?
1: I was, man. Um, I had a I had a dog in the fight, man. Shout out to Kiara Parker. She Shout out to fifth. Kiara. She set up fifth in the um in the sixty, man. Is is her first big sixty of the year, man? Crazy story, right? So I wasn't preparing for her to run indoor this year. Um, we got a call from my agent, like maybe like three Weeks out, and he's like, Oh, yeah, Kiera's in New Balance 60. And I was like, But we ain't did no type of <laughs> speed work or none of that. So, actually, the last four weeks, I've been trying to like speed her up a little bit because I've been working on a 200, um, for outdoors, you know what I mean? Um, so we jumped into 60, man, and I think she did amazing. She ran 718 for her first big race I- I- outdoors, 710 was that, the winner, Maccari and that's crazy there. though,
0: because I just there, I was just there a couple weeks ago with you and she was still doing
1: like tempo 150s. Tempo 150s, 250s, and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So I had to vamp her up, you know, and get her ready, man. She ran 718 in the heats and in the finals. So shout out to her. You know what I mean? Um, yeah,
0: it was a blanket race, man, across the field. It was like seventeen 710, 710 then... 712,
1: 715, 718. <laughs> it, was, it was really close. Uh, she had a few mistakes, but, you know, hopefully uh, we're going to end up going to, uh, to, to, to USAs. And seeing if we could clean a lot of that up, you know what I mean, and try to see if we can make this indoor. So that's World our next. Team. That's our next meet coming up. Yeah, we yeah we decided that uh, if she qualified for indoor worlds, which is seven nineteen, she would go to USA's, and she ran seven eighteen, so she has to. Hey, go. <laughs> she has <laughs> to go. Now. R- that
0: reminds me. That <laughs> reminds me of uh, remember when I first came into the group. Oh yeah 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 in, yeah. In like two thousand, late 2011, 2000, going into the two thousand twelve indoor season. Remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I and I told that.
0: Dennis, I'm like, man, you know, I want to work on my start. Because he was like, man, you know, times have changed. These guys out here running way faster. So to get into the party, we got to have a start, man. We got to be able to mess with them with the start. Facts. So I was like, all right, cool. So I, I bought into it. I was like, and I wanted to work on my start anyway. And then I was like, well, let me run some indoor races. You know, Dennis don't like indoor races. Do so not. anybody, <laughs> anybody <laughs> that do. sees a, a, a Dennis athlete indoors, they trying to go for the gold, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I he remember- looked at me. He looked at me. He was like, man, if you run into us, man, we're going to win the gold. I was like, what are you talking about? I just want to run some races. Get my, you know, get my feet wet. You know, he's like, nah, man, we're going to run the gold. So I understand exactly where care is right now, man. Just nah, get it yeah, in, that, man. Get that, that quality because, work here.
1: Because of that story, that's where I am too, man. You know, I, I um, you guys showed me that anything could happen. Um of course that was a curveball. You know, I I like I wasn't I wanted her to run all distances for indoor. Yeah. But I, I, the a, her agent, uh, John Nubani, <laughs> I'm putting him out there. He actually You'll forced my hand me. a little he actually forced my hand a little bit, so I had to change things up. <laughs>
0: That's what them agents do, boy. They going they gonna <laughs> pop up on you. Hey man, I yeah. got about five meets for already. Man, we didn't even start sprint training.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know i will be like, who are you talking to, bro? Like, he started. Yeah, hey, but man. with the
0: me, man, I mean, other than the women's 60, which was exciting to watch, you know who I'm proud of? I'm proud of Tia Jones. Oh, one, yeah. because she's one of those rare athletes that you, you overlook for the fact because she actually signed a professional contract right out of high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, And that was, is...
0: that was years back. And she's kind of just been like plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And now she really ran a really nice race this weekend and she won. I was like, that's a, it's a turning point. It's like watching those athletes go from when you be like, I don't know, we'll sign a ride out of high school, man. I don't know if that's a good idea, you know what I mean, to like now it's starting to bear fruit, you know what I mean?
1: Nah, it's definitely rare, man. Whoever, uh, and I'm not sure who our coach is, man, hats off to them because you don't really, you rarely, not really, I've never seen a hurdler sign out of high school. Usually that happens to sprinters and long-distance people, but I've never seen a hurdler do it. So for Adidas to believe in her that much to be like, oh okay, uh, let her let her do this uh, straight out of high school. I think hats off to her. She didn't just do just well. Let's remember that um, the world record is seven six. She ran seven seven low, <laughs> seven seven low. Facts. So it was a, it was a, an amazing race. You know, shout outs to the field. You know what I mean. Um, but she she she. It was really competitive race. You know what I mean. So. I think, yeah, she's starting to turn the corner. I think she's starting to catch the eye of some of the big names in the hurdle sport uh, as the Kenny Andersons and the Camacho Quinns. Um, they'll be looking out for her. They, when they line up, they know they're going to have to be ready against a girl like that.
0: Oh, yeah, she's the young guy. She's only 23. She's been pro for at least four years for sure. Which is you know crazy. what I'm saying? So she's only 23, bro. She, she seems like a vet because she's been there so long. <laughs> Boy, I'll be so tired of tracking field off. <laughs> I've be like, yeah, been I'm almost a half a decade already. I'm still, I'm still, I just turned 23. You know what I mean? Yeah, so man. question for you, man. Would you, as a coach, would you allow your athlete who's a high school athlete or young athlete, even you know, because you coach your you coach your son and your daughter too. You know what yeah, I mean? I do. So if, I a, do. if a sponsorship came knocking on the door and be like, hey, we wanna we wanna sign them, would you sign them straight out of high school? Uh I,
1: I believe in the in the one and done. Um, I believe that one year of development is, is, is pretty pretty good for those athletes. And usually I think it happens more with, with female athletes than male. Um, but the one and dones uh, have done pretty well. I mean, uh, Shawnee Miller, one and done, Georgia, uh, Sidney McLaughlin, Kentucky, one and done. Uh, you have, the Allisons are rare. You know what I mean? The Amazing. Allisons are really the rare. Allisons,
0: <laughs> the Allisons and the Noahs yeah same thing
1: yeah they're they're like a needle in the haystack type of rare you know what I mean, but you have a lot of kids who are like one and done I think she, I think shanti Jackson's gonna be one and done you know what i mean she, i think I think she is man um I don't think if, if she dominates on that level as a freshman you know what I mean I think what she makes the team as a freshman like why go back <laughs> for what? And, <laughs> I mean And then she does it if she doesn't, I mean, I think the development she could still run the checkup, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Walter Dix was a perfect example of that. Like they said, his money grew every year. He didn't come out. Every year they said that a shoe company offered him more money, and people told him he was silly every year. But then he ended up after senior year inking one of the biggest deals out of out of college ever. That's true. Man. <laughs>
0: I just got too nervous, man. Like after, after my sophomore year, I was like, man, there ain't
1: nothing else for me to do except get injured, dog. <laughs> exactly. So that's how, that's how most people put it uh, or how they think about it. But you know what I mean? I think that one year of college usually lets you race against people of your caliber because you're going gonna to meet up with some of them pros during those college meets. You're going to see them, race them, whether it be doing a four-by-one or on the open where they don't want to run, like where they're running early. So it gives you great development on that level, but it, when you go from high school straight to the pros, what you but what, what I found with athletes who I've seen and who I've talked to who've done that, they re, they run into where their idols become their rivals. People who yeah. wish them well now look look at them crazy because they're like, "Oh, you're trying to take food of my out of my mouth." So yeah, it was all nice and dandy when you were running fast in high school. To now, when I see you on the circuit, they give you the cold shoulder until the meat's over. But of course, it's like that because now money's on the line, you know? Uh, Medals are on the line, legacy is on the line. So I can't be really giving you too much energy when I have to uh, whoop your ass. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I got you, I got you. (laughs) So man, I think we all anticipated we was, well, even before we get into that, man, Grant, the unbeatable Grant Holloway indoors, man. Do you, you, uh, you think anybody's ever going to beat him indoors? That's the streak that's going to be on. Yeah,
1: I heard that statistic. They say he hasn't lost indoor in 10 years. That's Bro, he, he's did. won every indoor race from college on since his weekend. That, every indoor race he's ran, he's won. That is crazy. I think it's going to take a real coach and an athlete to step up and say he has to go down. Not saying that coaches aren't doing it. But it has to be something where unhandedly, because he handles indoor so well, bro. At seven twenty-nine, which is his raw record, for him to run so close to it every year, and everybody be like maybe like a, a tenth off to like seven four. I remember seven four was super fast. You ran that, people was like, <gasps> but now like Grant runs seven four in practice, and it's like, oh yeah, seven four. You know, I'm warming up. You know what I mean? But still, oh, yeah, I, I think it's just gonna have to take you know a real somebody to run it alone and then run it with him he's not scared of anybody indoor he well, nobody I mean, really
0: you know why I mean? should he between the from the starting blocks all the way to that last hurdle indoors and the indoor 60 meters hurdles he that's his sweet spot yeah it's almost when you watch him do the 110 hurdles outdoors it's like when he gets to that sixth hurdle is it's just like he takes off you know yeah. what i mean? So that's where he's naturally is just dominating that already. So you take it and condense the race and you say, this is your race now and it's indoors. It just coincidentally is where he is the best in the world at and probably the best in history where well, he is. He's the world record holder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's hard to beat the You know what I mean? Like yeah, he got the yeah. spot.
1: Yeah. It's like, so the only person to beat is you. You're looking at the guy who you need to beat in the mirror every day. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, quick quick story, I don't know if it's true or not. When I see Grant, I'm going to ask him, and maybe you could ask him too if you see him. They said during COVID, you remember they had that season where everybody wasn't running. They said the only reason why he ran is because he knew he was going to break the world record because they were reducing everybody's contracts due to COVID. I heard, I heard that same thing. <laughs> and they was like, if he break the world record, you can't reduce him. Like, you can't reduce him, you can't. So it was like a... He did all that, so like, like yeah, y'all can reduce everybody else. But if they got beats, I'm gonna go break this world record, and y'all can't <laughs> reduce me. And
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? The crazy thing—I can see him doing that. You know, that's a, this is signature right here. I can see him yeah, doing yeah, the phone. Yeah. Like, what? Hold on, they're they gonna about reduce, to reduce us. <laughs> nah, Run up the check. We about to break this world record, dog. We about to break this world I record. I heard that
1: that was a real thing. Like he was like, "Oh, they can't reduce me if they if I run the world record." Because remember, at that time. Every shoe con- contract was talk- Everybody, every shoe company was talking about just reducing everybody due to COVID because there wasn't races in the stipulations. You know talking mean? about people were getting reduced, bro. They already <laughs> they were getting reduced. It wasn't a thought; it was happening.
0: Because so, then what happened is after COVID, on the other side of COVID, people were still complaining because they weren't getting their money back quick enough. So people were like stressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, gra- shoe companies, Adidas, Nike, a lot of people were stressing about that. Like, yeah. I need my money, dog. Like, yeah, just because Kobe here don't mean my
1: rent ain't due. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa don't emotions. Like, yeah, um, they got meat, so uh, we're going to run. And um, I'm going to run a check <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> but, but that's dope. Man, but I I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll um, see. I think um, it wasn't even a, a close second, you know what I mean? But he's really handling... Indoors. So I, I don't see anybody beating him as long as he stays healthy. God God blesses him that he stays healthy. I don't see nobody beating him at indoor World. Not even yep. close.
0: That's his race to win or lose for sure. Yeah. So let's get to it, man. Man, 60 meters. Highly anticipated race.
1: Highly anticipated.
0: What was, exactly. your, what was your thoughts from the prelims and the semis, man? I mean, obviously, the Fred versus uh, Noah, you know, how would you feel about that?
1: Man, I think... I think I think Noah watched the podcast. I'm not sure if he does. If he does, shout him out, man. He said he liked his commercial.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> hey, it's, it's his commercial.
1: It's his commercial. he probably yeah. hey, looked at it and was like like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, uh, man, they, they are setting up a stage for him to be probably the most iconic athlete because he's doing something that's unprecedented that any any of the top five guys and the sprints have ever done. So he just ran 6:44. I just told another coach. I said, if if Noah runs 6:44, these hundred meter runners going to have a hard time with them outdoors. Well, they have a problem, dog. Yeah, they have a they, problem. They called his name, and he did exactly what I said he was going to do. He, he charged up. You know what I mean, he charged up. And when he charged up, man, he ran that. He ran the prelim so comfortably that 53, you know, was 653, by the way, it was so comfortable for him. I was like, bro, he looks so comfortable. Like it, did, it wasn't oppressing. imagine that's at 651 where it's your PB. He knew.
0: So what I was impressed, I was impressed by his, from his prelims to his, uh, to his finals, was the fact that in his prelims, when he got the blocks and then he transitioned, it kind of was sticky. It almost looked like he was running a little bit flat-footed. And then once he got tall, he started moving like classic Noah. and separated, right? This is even before I saw the time. And then when he came across the line, I saw the time. I was like, oh, yeah. So he's, he's 653. 651 was his previous PR. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, he's slowing down. He basically like kind of striding through the line comfortably 653. So he about to drop something hot in his finals. If he fix that transitional phase in the middle, He's about to do something stupid. That's what I thought. Then he went back in the finals, and that's exactly what he did. I was like, you watched him standard Noah start, but that transition, that transition was impressive. I was, okay. I was actually impressed by it. I was like, yeah, he' about to be a problem outdoors. If he, if he runs the hundred meters like he just ran that sixty, he' about to be a problem outdoors for real. Like, I you, see, you. I see nine seven in his future, dog.
1: Listen, UC I see nine, nine seven as future. You see C nine seven. I see, you know, this might be a stretch for a lot of people. They, they might not think or think I'm a little off, but uh, the American record could be in jeopardy, bro. That sixty nine could possibly go. Let me let me give you my reasoning on why. Somebody like Noah, who ran six four, you know, last year Noah did something, in one of his hundreds, I can't remember exactly which one, but he 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 covered 10 meters late and a hundred meters and 0.81. And when I say late, I mean like from 70 to 80, you know, which is, I don't think anybody has ever done that in, in a 10 meter segment that late. People have done 81 before, but it's earlier in the race over 10 meters. Him yeah. doing 644 now. Um, and that's thinking about last year. I think he ran 86, which is he ran right around his PR. Um, at 6.44, him moving the way he he moves, I think with the right win, 1.9, 2.0, we could see a 67 or a 68. And it's Olympic year, man. We talked about that being Olympic year, things, crazy things, happen. You know what I mean? And You're right. I, I, was, I was telling people, man, you can't let somebody like Noah gain confidence, you know? If you're going to beat him, you got to beat him early. You know what I mean? So he, he didn't lose his first race. He didn't lose his heat. Now he's run, he's 11 all time in the 60 at 644. Boy, Houston, we have a major problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%, Doug.
0: Uh, uh, 100%. Because usually like how you said, even though you break into the 10-minute segments of the 100 meters, the tendency from 70 to 80 and on is an elite sprinter is decelerating and then try to hold on to that max velocity through those last couple of meters. You know what I'm saying? So if he's hitting 0.81s that late in the hundred meters, all like you said, all he needs is a good win to his back, a nice clean start, a monstrous transition, it'll be it'll be over, dog. And like you said,
1: it might be American record for sure. And he writing his own story, man. He's if he if he does if it if it lays out how he wants it, and this is what I think he's thinking, of him being one of the most iconic sprinters of our time, he would be one of one. If he wins the gold indoor this year, he won triple gold last year at Worlds, and if he comes back and wins triple gold at the Olympics, he would be one of one. Nobody's done that. One of one, well, hey, not a Bolt, no. not a You, not a Tyson, not a anybody. He would be one of one. He'd be one of one. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing, though.
0: When, when you want to be able to be a part of Spread Elite, Mount Rushmore, not only do you have to beat somebody, you have to enter into the chat, into the conversation with your own unique, robust accolades. And that's what he's doing. You know what I mean? Noah, talk your ish, dog. That boy be talking after... The, <laughs> he be talking before. That boy be talking, dog. I'll tell you right now. He tell He tells his whole <laughs> game plan in the post uh, conferences and them talks when he's up there with Lewis, he be like, look, man, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get this 60 meter goal, trying to get this 100 meter Olympic goal. I'm trying to take everything, everything off the table. He's telling them right there, he's telegraphing exactly what they want to do. It's going to take a dog. It's going to take someone who says, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm coming to punch this dude in the mouth. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the mentality that they're going to have. And
1: I, right now I'm not seeing no one's
0: going to step to the plate and do that.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, or if they, if they have somebody, this dude's in a case and we're training like an animal trying to turn into a beast because with all the with all the attention that noah gets, he is still beast like like he's still beast like like I've seen dudes get a lot of attention and then they start getting smaller or distracted. this dude gets more attention and he feeds off of it he like grows yeah he, he grows he, he grows yeah. so um with an athlete like that you you gotta have like a a Mike Tyson S kind of guy. Like <laughs> who who's who's not camera ready? Who's not who don't care about like social media, who don't care about none of that. They just the out there to mm-hmm. dominate the sport, you know what I mean? And and just take everything they, they see. You know what I mean? They gotta be like 50 Cent Ja Rule-ish, You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how you gotta cut. <laughs>
0: well, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it was a Fred versus Curly situation. Um it was a Fred Curly versus Noah situation. And which was strange to me is because before I even get to that part, shout out to Fred. Fred came in with his game plan. He dropped the time he was supposed to drop. It wasn't, it wasn't a failure in my eyes at all. He set up his whole race, ran six, five, did what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's still a long season ahead. So I think he's going to come out. He's in a good camp. he just got to make sure he speeds up that transitional phase in the middle. And I think he'll still do damage. But what, what really sticks out to me is that this whole week leading up to that race, all you saw was Noah. Every commercial, every ad, every flyer, everything was Noah, everything. And I wonder in my mind, how does that play with, you know, his opponent's minds? You know, like, does it, does it distract them? Does it make them upset? You know what I mean? Like what's really going through their mind with that situation? That's a tough one, dog. That's a tough Mm -hmm. one. Knowing that you are outright a world champion you you have run some of the fastest times and you're still not getting the recognition you deserve, even just through ads. You know what I mean? At all. They could have they, they put them on the side of the poster, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know how they do traditionally. Yep. They have one athlete right here, one athlete right here, right in the middle. They have what the meat is. It's like they scratched all that. It was like, you know, this the Noah show.
1: Hey, but listen, that's, that's, that's what they're letting happen. You can't, you can't, I mean, and you've told me this, you said if you want the attention, you got to go beat the guy. You know what Back. I mean? You can't, you can't want the attention and not beat the guy. You know what I mean? And I think uh, your your approach, when it, when it was bold, you know what I mean? And, and in 2012, speaking of you coming to Outdoor, going going into 13, you was like, man, I want to beat this guy. I'm going to beat this guy. And you said that, and then you beat him and roll him in 13. Never to race him again in a one-off but you right. beat him in 13. So it's going to take somebody like that to be like, man, somebody got to take this dude down because otherwise everybody's laying down and they're watching the Noah show. They're a oh, part yeah. of it. They're not trying to to beat him. You know they, what I mean? They're
0: allowing him to just pluck up gold medals. I'll take this one. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take that one. And before and it, you know it, when they really want to get back on their feet and kind of like really race at, at a high level, he has the advantage now because – He's he's going to command the audience, the attention. And it's going to be hard beating someone who has the eyes and the energy when he walks into a stadium, when he walks to a starting line. You already know that the show is and the spotlight is going to be on it. That's hard yeah. to be able to deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. But indoor season isn't over. He had a great new balance meet. He can still be beaten. You know what I mean? You, have, you still have USAs. For the American guys to get sharp, and indoor worlds, you know it's 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 March first, so international athletes still have a chance to still dethrone him. But as of right now, he just ran the world lead at six forty four. So we are watching the Noah show, like it or not, (laughs) like it or not. (laughs) Very true, very true. Um, skipping
0: ahead, man. Olympic gear. Yeah. What you think? What you think? Paris is gonna um come out with. Cause you know, every Olympics, they do like a big show. You remember Beijing, you remember Rio. Like I think because we're coming off that COVID year where it was like really weird and strange, no one in the stadium, no real, um, introduction to the next Olympics, which was, pa- which is Paris. So Paris didn't get a chance to really perform and show what they are going to do. And then you all, you hear all about all this negativity about, um, the the crime rate rate arising in Paris, the graffiti, the trash, the bed bugs. It seems like it's going to be an Olympic year and venue that's gonna be problematic. That's what the news is making it right now.
1: I mean, but, what 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 Olympics, the only Olympics I feel like we didn't hear a lot of that happening was Beijing, like the bed bugs and all of that. But outside of that, I feel like that that just goes hand in hand with the Olympic year. Like people go in looking for bad things like for an Olympic village or stuff like that. And then you get there and then it isn't as bad as it seemed or, or as it is. But I think, go ahead. Only one. One was, was, was as bad <laughs> as they said. I remember you telling me about Rio.
0: <laughs> And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rio. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know I mean? And, and at the end of the day, I mean, the real Olympics and the federation didn't make Zika, <laughs> right? So, well, you're dealing with Zika, and then you're dealing with the um, the Olympic Village and the buildings, and they were thrown up really fast. So, you had some countries who were staying in certain buildings, and their ceilings were falling in, water was dripping in, the pipes were so small that you only can take like five minute showers before your shower flooded. They're telling you that you got to take your your toilet paper and you got to put it into a sanitary bag because you couldn't flush it down the toilet pipes, and then someone came every day to pick up your sanitary bags, I ain't do that. I'm just letting y'all know right now. <laughs> I'm going to follow the rules, but that's not a rule I'm going to follow. Once, once, listen, once I wipe my ass, no shit. that shit going in the toilet, dog. I'm not taking it out and then put it in a plastic bag somewhere, dog, waiting for some lady to come by in the morning to pick it up. I ain't do none of that, dog. So if I stopped up any pipes... Because of my toilet paper, I am sorry. But at the end of the day, <laughs> that's a no-go on my list, dog. It was, it was tough because I felt like that Olympics was like, you, all, you weren't only competing against the, your, your opponents and your competitors. The environment was constantly attacking you as well. You know what I mean? So you laying up in bed in like one of these uh, apartments inside the Olympic Village, and there's not a lot of central air in the building. So at night you had to open windows. So what comes in windows when it's open? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. So you lather yourself in deep and like off, and you like sleeping with one eye open, hoping that you'll get bit and get Zika right before the 100 meters, you know what, <laughs> what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> you crazy. praying
0: like, hey, Lord, please, any baby I have in the future, don't have no baby small, no little small head. You know, like you think of <laughs> all that kind of stuff like, and it's throwing you out of your mind frame of like what you're really there for, which is to really compete, get your rest. And the food was, was cooked at such large quantities that it wasn't really good and nutritious. You know what I mean? Like I'm coming to Brazil. So, you know, Brazil known for their steaks. So you thinking like I'm about to give me a good steak. Man, the steak tastes like leather because it was, it was large quantity batches of, of yeah. food that yeah, was being produced. cooked. And it wasn't really mm-hmm. nutritious either, man. So I was taxed, bro. Like I was so tired in Rio. I was so tired, man. I, I hope that Paris does a good job and it brings that Olympic spirit back to where it belongs. So people are gonna be one want, wanna be excited to watch the Olympics every four years again.
1: Nah, people people are gonna be excited. I mean, I think uh how I'm looking at it now, I'm I'm a part of this little uh travel guide thing, man. And they they're like the Airbnbs are filling up like really quickly like this is this is going to be probably the biggest since uh Rio but you know Paris is a very famous city also um being a, one of the fashion capitals of the world uh so it's definitely going to be huge on that stage man i think you can see the who's who at the olympics also you know what i mean um
0: everybody going to be outside you
1: knew it everybody Outside, be outside you know what i mean so People it's going to be it's, hanging
0: up the eiffel tower
1: yeah they going to have to hey. real nigga they're going to have the real niggas in Paris. Real niggas <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that song is going to play a major role this year. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I mean, 100%. They're going to they run that back in the club in Paris like six, seven times. Four. Especially if you a gold medalist, they're going to be like, play it again. <laughs> they go full circle, dog. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But I think uh, Olympics is going to be ama- amazing this year, man. Amazing, um, in Paris, they have four years to prepare. Of course, they're going to have their their woes, but I think the city is definitely going to be prepared. You know what I mean to um, invite the world um, to their city. Facts.
0: So, have you been reading the news lately about this buzz about um the enhancement games?
1: I've seen that E Plus Games, man. They let they let it's going to be in 2025. twenty twenty five. That's so pri- crazy to me, Doug. That's so crazy to me. It's privately sponsored, though. If, if you look at it and you go. And I looked it up behind, like, some of the sponsors. Some of these capital ventures, man, they, they are very prominent, like, like, like multimillionaires who invested in these enhancement games. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's because, crazy.
0: because they're looking at the sport. And Hold on, let me get it right. Is it all sports or is it just Olympic sports, like track and field and stuff? I,
1: I didn't look into it that deep. I just wanted to see, you know, when you, when, when you see, uh, uh, when I saw the logo, I was like, okay, Who's who's behind it or where they're gonna get the money? And when I looked up some of these people, I was like, Oh, they got real money. <laughs> they got real money. Like this ain't this ain't some YouTuber trying to like, oh yeah, they gonna start something. No, this real <laughs> this real investors like behind this. It's like
0: <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's so weird because it's like for so long, it's been such a taboo topic and so many people have been shunned, myself included, has been shunned in, in, these, in these situations, these topics. And now it's going to be a glorified event, right? Where you're going to take something that we hold precious as a sport and then now it's going to be turned into a spectacle because that's what it's going to be. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's those same little pocket of people who go to boxing matches just to see someone get knocked out. They ain't there to cheer for Floyd or, 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 or Pacquiao. They want to see a knockout, right? Same 100%. thing with like race car driving people some there's a lot of people who go to race car events to see a crash, not to care yeah. about who wins or who loses. they just want to see a crash, and I feel like this fits right into that category too yeah they
1: um it, it's swimming combat sports um, combat sports it, yeah bro <laughs> they're trying to see somebody get their head knocked off boy <laughs> listen you go uh uh John Jones come back, boy. You know he keep playing the test. Listen, man, this I think it's gonna be. Uh, the reason why I'm not a fan of it is because, you know, long term we don't we've seen what some of those things do to like bodybuilders and what they look like later on in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you oh, look yeah. like a a juggernaut in that space and time, but then you're like a shell of yourself. After the fact, you know, you have a lot of medical issues, strokes, i.e., heart attacks. You know what I mean, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm more so concerned about those people's health than anything else. Not for just uh shock value of watching them win something at that point to watch them wither away at 50 years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so crazy. Like you live. I, mean, for I, I, I agree with you 100. I agree with
0: you with that 100. I mean. To each his own. That They may be happy with that. They may are cool with sacrificing themselves to say, I ran 8.7 seconds in 100 meters. I'm the fastest person on earth. And then they on their deathbed, you know what I mean? Or they on the ventilator
1: because they sacrificed their health for it So, Keep in mind, they said they already had a dude to break the world record. I want to see what this dude is, though. <laughs> they, they did. It said somebody already on well, Hansman has ran faster than 9.58. So I don't know. It's so, it's so crazy. Who? I like, Who? They didn't. They didn't. They can't put it out there because you know, it's, you this person probably doesn't have social media. There's probably it's a, It's basically, I guess, uh, they do labs and they test uh, over and over and over. And, and this person is not a. He's a case study. If he did it, because they're going to test, retest, retest, retest until he does it, yep. because. You think about it. If you have an investor, you gotta prove that this could be very lucrative. That people will want to see this. So uh, to prove it, you have to have something that you can show. What did they show these investors to make them invest? Aha! <laughs> they had to show them something. We got yep. super soldiers out there, man. We got Captain Americas out there. If they in combat sports, we got Captain Americas out there running right now, man, on the super serum. <laughs> So you saying so you saying that pitch deck was off the chain? <laughs> Their pitch deck had to be off the chain. They had to show them something. Ain't nobody. You can sit there and tell them, oh, theoretically, this could happen, but man, I don't know no millionaire who who, who talks in theories. They they talk in assurities. They have to know something's going to happen.
0: I guess. So twenty twenty five. That's what it said.
1: That's what it said. It said twenty twenty five. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna be watching though. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not a fan <laughs> of it, but I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I can see you right now You'd be like Man that's crazy Crazy
0: (laughs) Man that man just ran Seven
1: seconds (laughs) In a whole hundred meters And his toes came off At the end (laughs) They just shattered (laughs) That's just gonna be crazy man But yeah man I've heard about those Enhancement games so but that oh, um, the Olympic Committee probably won't let that happen, you know, due to the, a lot of the things that I just said, you know, health things and everything like that. They have a higher morale, so not saying. I mean, that they, they don't. don't
0: but... I mean, the Olympic Committee. I don't think they control that. I mean, they can't control another event that's being made.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying in, in our sports saying like, okay, if oh, it gets super, not. if it gets super popular, they won't they won't dabble into into that. They'd be like, oh, oh yeah, letting now guys do it too. I, I already know. <laughs> of course, absolutely not. <laughs> But I think um, it'd probably be good for an exhibition race, but not if the guys running seven seconds in a hundred. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, you don't even try.
0: <laughs> Tra- hey, uh, I saw Trayvon talking uh, on the uh, on uh, a with Network. Anson. Yeah, on spray culture, and they were talking about about this same topic. And <laughs> Trayvon said, "Let them run before us. Let them be the <laughs> opening act. Like, and then they put put their name, and then." Put underneath their name exactly what they're taking, <laughs> so people know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> no, nah, like, they,
1: they won't be the opening act. They will be the act. Let me tell you why. Because if you if you watch people who don't know about track and field, all they care about is fast times. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, they would be the headliner. If I if I watch the group before you run nine two and you come and run nine seven, <laughs> what am I watching you for?
0: So you are saying that natural <laughs> people? I mean, were you saying that the 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 normal fan is going to look at it and be like, oh, these souped-up times compared to these natural times. These natural times are boring. I like the souped-up times.
1: Yeah, think about it. The majority of your fans don't know you or don't know you for statistically of what you've done. Only the small track community of where we are know who you are and what you've done. If they see seen you on TV, they just know you're fast. When they hear 9-7, they don't know what that is. You know how much athletes call me or parents call me and say, oh, yeah, I think my, my son could be the next Olympic champion. And I was like, well, what year are you thinking about? And they're like, yeah, 2024. And I go look at their times, and their times are like 11-4. And I was like, well, what do you think that I'm going to coach them to do to get them to 9-5? Like, like people are so delusional about how fast just 10, 10 flat is. Like yeah. They don't even know. So at the yeah. end of the day, I feel like the general fan base who sees the Gatorade commercials and our, our icons like Noah and Shikari and, and others in our sport see them on, on these billboards, they don't understand how fast that is. They don't. They have no clue. Facts. And our general fan base who watches the Olympics... Because let's agree that we have a very, very small fan base. That's why the contracts aren't as big as a lot of the other professional sports. We're very, we're like a, I would, I would like to call us a niche sport. You know, no disrespect to our sport, but that's why it's not on those levels of the NFL or the NBA. And the contract wise is not like that. You know what I mean? It's because it's a small niche sport. So that's just. you But right. So many people so have much.
0: come up to me and be like, they don't understand the concept of times. They don't. When you run. They'll say, Have you won a gold medal? Or I had to put it in terms of miles per hour for them. Then it like registers in their mind. Then there's like a wow factor. If I say, Yeah, I can run 100 meters in nine seconds, they'll be like, oh, Okay, cool. But as soon as I say, Yeah, but I can run like 27
1: miles per hour on foot, they'll be
0: like, Oh, that's
1: amazing. And the span of 100 meters, and people are clueless like being a gold medalist, you have. A, you have better chances of getting struck by lightning three times and getting ran over by a car sideways four times before you could become an Olympic gold all right, medalist. So I, got, so I have a question. <laughs> Do you feel like our sport should evolve from
0: a, taking out time and putting miles per hour in? Because all they, all they really care about is the W's and the L's because there's only going to be one W in, a, in, in any event right? It's only going to be one W. Everybody else is going to get an L. I'm sorry. First, second, third, silver, bronze is all Ls. When it when the masses are looking at it, they're going to be like, well, who won? Right? And no one, an, an average fan is not going to say, well, who won and what time did they run it in? Right? But if you say he won and he ran 28, 30 miles per hour on foot, I feel like that right there will resonate and bring in more fans and more eyes, but people are gonna be curious about that because they can correlate 30 miles per hour. Once you get in your car and you're driving and you look down at your speedometer and say, that's 30 miles per hour. You can look outside the window and be like, damn, that's fast, you know what I mean? But a normal person can't comprehend how fast 9.5 is. They can't comprehend that. It's no different between 9.5, uh, 9.7, 9.8, 11 seconds. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't think that way. So do you think that certain aspects of our sport are relics and should change
1: to be able to bring in better viewership? Uh, yeah, I think the, the way that, that Dimitri is set up, it, it can change a little bit. But how we change it, that's still a big question mark because if, if you say how fast, you know what I mean? The, 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 the one thing that makes stuff a winner is the finish line. So if you move the finish line, you have some people who could get up to 28 miles per hour, but it might take them longer. Do we move that distance to 120 and that person could get to 29 miles per hour? You know what I mean? Because the finish line comes quicker for some some rather than others. You know, we have some people who could get up to speed and as fast as 40 meters. Some take 80 meters. You know what I mean? But the finish line is what makes you the winner. So maybe... Maybe not moving the time i I say, keep the time i say and, and we're watching it happen now with world athletics and u s a s they're actually putting the miles per hour and how fast they get to that to that uh that top speed. I think they could simplify it a little bit more, explain to the fans like how how that correlates um to explain to them more like how fast it is, but maybe uh. Maybe a couple of expert expedition races in a bracketing system.
0: See, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have to explain to the audience, then they're not really going to be about it. There's no that's excitement true. in explaining to the audience. No one sits and watches basketball and be like, the sport has to explain to the audience watching. Oh, this is a three-pointer. Oh, this is a two-pointer. Oh, this is, you know what I'm saying, a layup. This is, this is going to score you this. Like, I think, I, check this out. If someone runs, like how you just said, they're coming through and running 29 miles per hour doing 120 or 150, right? What if you set up multiple finish lines before one race? What if you ran a 200 and you score points for whoever comes across the 100-meter threshold? The first 100-meter threshold, you get 10 points. Whoever comes across that 150 threshold, you get an extra five points. Whoever finishes the race first through the whole duration, you get a certain amount of points. So you're racking up points as you're running, right? So then you have people who are great starters who can be able to run the first half of the 100 meters scoring points, but then can't finish the race strong. So it gives more incentive on point-based compared to just Ws and Ls. And then now you can rack up points and then by the end of the season, it's all tallied point-wise.
1: You know what I mean? It could be possibly looked at. I think what that would do, definitely, because... If it's by a point system like that and you add money, uh, it incentivizes the coaches and the athletes to be faster in those segments. So I think it grows the sport. You're going to get faster times. If a guy, if a guy knows he's a great starter and he, could, he can make a living by, okay, it's outdoor season. If you get to 60, like, like Su time, right, he gets in 629. He gets 10 points for that, but he loses at 983. Somebody like Noah wins in 976. But he got 10 extra points for coming through the 60-meter first and losing to somebody like that. So the person who actually won the race gets more points, like 25 points. So it's basically on how, how that breakdown works. Um, but I think it could work. I think you just got to find somebody who could structure it out the way that it needs to be structured for everybody to win, um, especially track and field, so gaining our audience base because that's where we win. Yeah, you know I mean? Track and field is going to be track and field. I vote for a point
0: system. I vote for streamlining the sport to where not only do you have, don't show an audience comes in and they watch and they want to watch, let's just say the throws, right? But the throws don't start until like later on, but they're in the seats where someone wants to come and watch the sprints or the 3000, right? They're sitting there pretty much almost 70 to 80% of the time waiting for that event to happen. Right. Compared to if you streamline the event, just like distance running, people go watch marathons. They go literally watch marathons. There's nothing, there's no other event that is disrupting the marathon. So why can't you have just straight up sprint street races, right? Glorify street races, make them out, have them bring them out there, have those high rise platforms. And we only, you only run street races, sprint, light pole to light pole. You know what I'm saying? But now you're glamorizing that. And now people could come watch it. You can break it down. You don't got to last three hour track meet. You can go out there for an hour, watch this event and you go, you out of there. Pyrotechnics, you add, you add in sponsors that's connected to speed and fast things, Ferrari, Lamborghini, high, you know what I'm saying? Like T-Mobile, fast Wi-Fi, all the things that's synonymous with speed. And that should be right there for that. You see what I'm saying? And you package that the right way. And then you bring in miles per hour. Or you bring in point system. That's I feel that's the evolution of what sprinting should be for for the sport. Period.
1: No, a hundred percent. I mean, you have you have where Ferrari has deals with Puma, right? And they have a shoe, a racing shoe. Like there's a Ferrari Puma, like that that people wear around. You know, where these shoe companies partner with these car companies. Why can't it be the same? Why can't you have a a, a Porsche Adidas or a Ferrari Nike or, you know what I mean? Like, Human drag racing. Yeah. I mean, look, or you, you make it even an exhibition sport, right, where you have a bracketing system where you have eight people that battle down to the last two. You know what I mean? So now, you have two people racing at the end of the day for the world crown because at the end of the day, you know, yeah, we, we have eight people that make the final, but we know out of those eight people there's probably only the top three or four that could possibly come close or break the world record. That's where everybody's really watching. You know what I mean? You oh, 100%. know yeah, it's happy for everybody else to be there. But once you have a bracketing system and it takes it down to the last two people, like you got a battle to get to the last two spots, like the end boss, I think that's that that could be a, b- a better structure. You know what I mean in our sport. You know what I mean? So now you have a one versus one. You know what I mean? Cause you think about rivalries like the rivalries in our sport that's went down female and male through all, through all events is just two people. It's not one. It's not, yeah. It's not, it's not a bunch of people. It's not be like, Oh yeah, we're going to watch between these four. These four can make it. The, the crowd gets quiet and it's, it's either, uh, Bolt and Justin or, I mean, back in the day, Carmelita or Ann or you know what I mean, or you know what I mean, yep, uh, like Elaine or Shellyanne. Yeah. is it's a one v one. You know, sometimes the one v one is from the same country, but that's what it is. It's just one versus one for the world's fastest human title.
0: I, I think it'd be amazing. That's just my opinion on it. I mean, that's what that's what people look at anyway. That's what people tune in and look, see anyway. They want to see uh, they want to see that. So,
1: if any investor picks that up. We need our twenty percent. We would have had it recorded on here that we we talked about the bracketing system. But I think we got a timestamp talk- too, so yeah, we're we gonna bring this to court. Just letting we y'all bringing know, bringing it the court. But I mean, we could do it with y'all, man. We got some great minds. We got some great partners who we would bring on, man. We got some great ideas for you guys, man. I'll add us at Ready Set Go, man. We we be ready. <laughs>
0: hey, man, and on that note, man, this is a, another great episode, with my boy Rodney Green, the building, man. Stay tuned. We got Indoor Nationals coming up. And then after that, we have Indoor Worlds. Mm -hmm. And who's to say that? We might come up with a a whole track meet ourselves soon. So
1: y'all stay tuned. And You say what? I say no doubt. Let's not forget NCAAs, man. These college kids are running fast. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah, NCAA indoors is coming up.
0: Oh, 100%. And NCAA indoors is coming up. So y'all stay tuned. We got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Other conversations, other topics and soon have a guest as well. So we out, ready, set, go, we go.